114, 114, you may have been wondering, well, where have we been? We've been overdoing a hero episode, but we're back for the council scumbags. Stop. On what? the hashtag show. Welcome back to the hashtag show. If you've missed us, we've been away. Because every every second week, it's obviously a hero episode only on Patreon. And if you are listening to this and you're still a council scumbag, listen, we love you. We just don't love you as much as we love Patreonies. And what we're saying is, if you are still not signed up to be a hashtag hero, you have missed an episode, plus you missed the background video that went out over the weekend and everybody loved it. So get yourself. What's the two-hour special that we just thought? Hey, have some of that. The two-hour special, have some of that, and you missed the zoom background, uh, we cheeky video as well. But so get yourself on the, the Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show. Become a hashtag hero and enjoy every single episode. Malakali, how have you been? Again, you're stressed out. We need to find a way to, to make sure that you are de-stressed when you come on here. I don't know if we need to employ somebody to quickly toss you off under the desk or maybe a studio hand. Or maybe, can I suggest, once you get everything working, just don't touch it. Just, just leave it. Don't touch it. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for that great introduction. And uh, <laughs> yes, I shall take some of that on board. Let me just break it down and I'll answer it bit by bit because I believe it was a, a loaded question with several questions within the one introduction. Uh, let me start by saying, yes, I would more than be happy to welcome <laughs> masturbation of any form before a show, uh, especially we, from a studio an, hand. another a wee studio hand under the desk. Just working away. Secondly, I would love to have everything set up and just leave it that way. That's my plan. But computers are like motors. They're great when they're running and when they crash, it's a world of pain. You experienced it when your laptop was, I don't know if it's still fucking wavering oh, or mate, you got a secret you know new one. I'm, I'm start, so I've, it's odd. I was, I was, I'm glad you brought that up. We are now in, confirmed, we're now in the final death stages of the, of the Mac computer. Well, I, I shall... Sorry. Yep. No, no. I got another update the other day, right? And uh, I did the update, and then I went online to try and look at. I'm, I'm not, mate. I'm the one for forums, right? I never have been. I Unless enjoy it's, forming. Uh, you know. Well, you know, I enjoy forming hunting, my opinions on as little information as I can, right? Like most people. But I went on a Mac forum because I thought, hey, you know, the Mac community is strong out there. And uh, one thing that did come up was if you have a computer that is as old as mine. The, the last update that I've installed is the final nail in the coffin. So now, I think... Yeah, you can't go any further. No, as in, like, you know when they do updates, like, you know when Apple get done in the past for deliberately sending stuff out in updates that slows your computer down? So that's that's one of these ones because it's such an old Mac. I mean, it's not that old. All right, it's like, what, seven-year-old, which is old for a Mac, but... So now, like, Safari's not working. I've got to have a, a Google browser and it just I'm finding ways I'm just hoping it can see me out until gig start and then I can get a, a laptop or the other option is going to be have to try and talk nice to the missus and try and steal her laptop off her lovely because, mate, it's is she PC or Mac? Uh, well she's got a Mac laptop but um, 
She obviously has got a works computer here now in the house because she's working from home. So she's hoarding. She's got two. She's got two, mate. I bet, like, uh, you, you know yourself, it's, it's, um, what was I going to say? It's, you, you don't realise just how much you, you need the, like, a computer for if you're doing podcast. Like, it's, I was sitting there day thinking, how, how could I get around it if I never had the computer? I'm going, right, I could record the podcast, like, on a physical, on the, on the recorder, like, with, with a memory card. And then you're like, how do you upload? I mean, it's... Mate, we're, 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 we're dead set on machines, man. Without the machines, we're nothing. You know? Without the machines, we're nothing. I mean, I believe it's a modern world, Scott. You know, it's oh, a modern it's, it's, world. It's unbelievable. Absolutely modern but world. I'll tell you what. So, what your Mac... Um, is, isn't it? What it is, it's, it's the graphics card that's stopping it from move on because my MacBook, which is... I'll, I'll show, I'll quickly show you, yeah? Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, what you'll find is uh, the graphics card is, you can't, you can't update it and you'll end up with a, a MacBook Pro like that, yeah. Oh, that's good, it's arse ripped out. I, absolutely. You know, it's not the first time I've ripped the arse off something and then uh, stuck my fingers all in about it, you know. Pull things out, that shouldn't it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not the first thing that's came from China that you've ripped the arse out of, you know. It's uh, so, most upsetting. You're kind of forced that way, whereas they make it up to, make your operating systems up to a certain point where, like, then there's no updates for the graphics card because that's obsolete. That's where I was with that until it fucking died. And then I pimped up my studio computer and that was running perfect, brilliant, right. until, until the fucking hard drive decided to drop, right? Sent away a data recovery specialist in Wales <laughs> who retrieved a third of the data, <laughs> mate, sent you know, it back that's up. Just, that's just a pedo, mate. That's a Welsh no, pedo. No, mate, he's been cool. He did savils and all that. I, 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 I read it, mate. He's got, he knows... <laughs> you have... You- <laughs> You've he set your laptop to a Welsh <laughs> right. and, and then he sends it back up and it fucking crashed again. So, this is me. This week, I have been reinstalling programs. <laughs> That's because he's, it la- working. he's laded it heavy with, with fucking porno, man. You, I've you've, been dripping with it, man. I just came, I came back full of Vaseline running the hard drive. <laughs> you've sent him the hard drive and he's like, hey, boy, let's take a look at this. And he's plugged in he's like, not one decent photo on this, man. Just having uh-huh. some mad sounds like somebody's trying to tune in a wireless. What is this? Hardcore <laughs> and midgets. What? He's uploaded the starter pack and then sent it back north. <laughs> but, so, I, so I got it back and going back to answer your question, I got it back and I'm starting from ground zero again, reinstalling everything. I mean, I couldn't get the sound in this morning. I just thought to myself, I've not done the drive. I've not entered. The- I've not uploaded or updated the driver for the sound card. But hey, in fact, uh, I just had the mute button on, you know. Well, which yeah. again shows how much of a fuck what I am after 30 years <laughs> of music technology. I still <laughs> can't and get caught out with the mute button. But uh, I'll have a mall teaser. Did Truffle. you? Uh, did you indulge in Pancake Tuesday yesterday? Were you? Oh, you know what? You Never gave it a second thought. Then the daughter really? said to us last night, would you like a wee pancake and a cup of tea? And I went, you are my favourite for a reason. And she went and made us one. Nutella, coconut, pancake, boom. Oh, no, man. See, I'm, I'm old school, mate. I'm just a maple syrup. I don't think you can beat that. Is that as a I like that as well. I like that as well. But Nutella with coconut flakes is hard to beat. I, uh, I... I, I I don't know if it's obviously because of lockdown and whatnot, but I feel as I feel as if Pancake Tuesday just sneaked up on us this year. I really I don't I didn't see it coming. You know I didn't. It see piggybacks on the back of Valentine's. <laughs> I mean, I, I just go over all the chocolate hearts, and the next minute, what bang wallop, pancake in the face. Normally, you see all the paraphernalia in the shops. 
You know, the, you. the hands and the wee squeezy balls. I just fucking brushed the rose petals <laughs> off my bed and by golly, I had a pancake in my head. I just managed to cut, finally free myself from the cock ring and all of a sudden I'm getting <laughs> off a pancake. <laughs> I came down like... from the top of the cupboards and found myself in fucking Shrove Tuesday. <laughs> I remember I woke up, came into the living room, I said to the kids, for the love of God, someone cut this off, it's taking all the circulation, it's done purple. And uh, next minute I'm presented with two pancakes with Nutella. I thought, good God, what's happening? But yes, we had pancakes last night. <laughs> And uh, it was lovely, bloody lovely. I came into the kitchen last night and I said, Don't be alarmed. Because <laughs> I put the bar, just took it off and I'll help you make the pancakes. <laughs> could someone it's your come father. in? It's your father here. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd love a pancake. If you could just untie me from this bed, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I seen a wee Mimi. <laughs> a wee Mimi? A wee Mem. A wee Mem. And, and it was uh, for all you single girls out there. Don't worry, cupcake. It's Shrove Tuesday, and it's Shrove Tuesday. And, I know it's Pancake Tuesday in a couple of days. You fat cow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they get memes. Obviously, a disgruntled uh, man there who's been chucked in Valentine. <laughs> I, I, I saw a thing the other day. It was like uh, Valentine's Day is usually really difficult for people who are single, but it's even more so this year because of lockdown. I'm like. What the fuck is going on, man? There's, there's people out there who are quite happy on their own. Like, more than happy on their own. Ah, they're just used to it, like, poking their finger on themselves. No, but even... Not a search, so we just enjoy, like... You can't be asked. You know, they're just, they're just quite happy on their own. There's people who are just happy being single. There's always this narrative of, isn't Valentine's Day terrible when you're alone? It's, it's just... Not, I don't know if it's a young thing. I don't know if I'm getting old, mate, but... Is Valentine's Day a big thing anymore? Do people really... I'm, I'm sure it must. I'm sure it must be. I mean, I, you know, humans. We're designed to be <laughs> to partner up. You know, be I it love, with a man, love, a woman, or, or someone who's like you. Always dry, take it dry. to the next level, don't you? You know, as humans, we are biologically programmed. We, we are. We are. Uh, indeed. You know, we're in, we're programmed to procrastinate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just using big, wasn't it? Uh, extras to the detriment. <laughs> And <laughs> um, we are—we're definitely programmed uh, in the DNA to procrastinate and uh, isosceles triangle and uh, juxtaposition. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any other big words that I could uh, use. I imagine there's quite a lot of ha happy single people on Valentine's Day who don't have to spend the money on the shite and just order a pizza and wank themselves silly. Uh, I just That's fucking like... poke themselves with a fucking box set of vampires or something. I said, get through blood on and absolutely Ooh, rattle the, rattle the man in the boat. The <laughs> <laughs> rattle the man in the boat, man. There's going to be stormy seas ahead, just young man. Fucking pull the ellipse up to your shooters and just fucking get a good look at your rat while you're poking yourself at vampires. Just fucking whack. Whack every time a vampire comes on the telly. This guy just fucking pulling their foreskin back while it's near them all. Oh, good lord. But I mean, you know, like, but I don't know, do you do this thing? We do it, and again, I don't know if it's just a kind of, once you've been with somebody for a, a, a considerable amount of time, you go, right, see, that's Valentine's. Honestly, just fucking, let's chill out. Don't even get cards. Let's just not go there, right? So you, 
Or maybe, right, I'll, I'll talk about my situation. So we always say to each other, right, knee cards, knee cards, Is this knee the presents. One? Just go on, mate. It's just another day. You don't, I don't need a date to say how much I love you or listen uh, to you. Love I you, right? say it every day. I'm stuck with you. Till death do us part. I signed the papers in Italy. Aye. Right? Exactly. So we always go, right, knee cards, knee things. But then you always do the wee, you go and you get a wee sneaky card. See, that, are, that's, the, that's the problem. Is you, you've, got, you've got to know if you're going to go down the line of let's not do anything, let's you know, let's not let's not bother with all the fucking the nonsense. You've got to be confident that you know your partner. Like I know, for example, me and the missus, I got a card. She got me a card, right? We weren't going to do anything else because, aside from the fact that we're skint, I think lockdown has shown a lot of people that. Certainly, me. It's showing like you don't need to. You, you don't need to buy a lot. To of spend money, have a good I, time. I am, yeah. I'm now conscious of the, the the stuff I wasted money on in the past. You mean so we just got the card? No, you're no, no, you're no. You're just waiting hey, to get the glory days back. See, I was walking like, around oh, the shops. A mouse that does backflips. I have two of them. I was walking around the shops the other day, and I actually said to myself, like, um, I'm going doing like you know, you know, in the supermarkets you get. Obviously, you get the food aisles and then you get the kind of mad shit aisles that have got like right. just hundreds of crap in it, right? I do. Things about who she don't need, but you go, that's a great idea. Right. So, see, the other day I went in the, uh, the Asda down in Leith, right? And I, I, the way it is, is you come in, it's kind of one walkway, and then you've got four aisles of madness then into the food. So, I usually just go straight down into the food because, like any Asda, Asda is the, I mean, it's zombies, man. It's like the fucking forgotten, right? It's just that everybody who goes into an Asda is. Like the damned pure apocalypse. Like, right. There's a guy. There's a guy What's who your works. Day, That's my shopping throw, eh? Mate, they don't. They just make sounds. There's a guy who works <laughs> in the Asda, right? And see, he's got one arm. Well, he's got two arms, but one arm is like a full, like metal casting. It's got like brackets at the elbow and bars that go down it to keep his arm like. That's so he can punch the boxes open when he's punching no, shells. And then see his other arm. His other arm's like a fucking twiglet, right? It's pure. It's all scrawny less. And that's the hand that he uses to put your shopping through when he keeps the pure right. metal arm less. So he's always like, hey, morning, mate. And I'm like, it's I'd just, rather have the metal arm doing it. No, the so fucking rather than the wee twiglet horn. Anyway, fucking so, Tyrannosaurus Rex arm. It's a mad shot. But see the other day, so I've ploughed, go in and get my stuff and get my road. And then the other day I went in, I went, I've not been up and doing this shite for ages, man. I'm going to have a wee look. And I went up and doing nails. And in my head, I'm going, the don't amount do it, of crap. No, in my head, I'm going, see, like even a year ago, I'm going, I would have had a trolley full of shite by now already. So I, I'm changing, mate. I'm, I'm getting better. It's a force change, but a welcome change. Oh, I thought, but sometimes you need that change. But my point being, I know if my missus knew, if Yasmin says, listen, no presence, but they don't need all that nonsense. I trust it. Whereas in the past, and I'm sure there are people listening who it will be some people's partners will try and test them. They'll be like, don't get it anything, honestly. And then when they do, well, that's the like, thing. Where the fuck's all my stuff? You said don't get in. But that's the thing. Do you know how women say shit like, listen, it's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, I mean, a wee card, I'll be happy with that. When really what they're saying is, I want you to remortgage the house and impress me. Aye, aye. But then just just be honest. You know, maybe it's all doing an honesty thing. Just go listen. And I'll just say, look, I listen. Listen, Franco, I'm actually quite a weak person and I live my life and my happiness is by likes and retweets. So unless you're going to give me hundreds of shite for Valentine's Day that I can post online, there's no point in doing it. So please just buy me a load of shite. And then the fucking poor Franco goes out and buy hundreds of shite so they can post all. Nonsense. Yes. But I tell you what I did do for Valentine's, but I celebrated it the only way I'd know how. Shaved your hole? I made a steak. Oh, 
Honestly, I can't wait till your legs fall off, man. How can that happen with eating steak? Mate, all you eat is meat. All you eat is not red meat. It's once every week or every Full week and a bit. But listen, I wanted, what I wanted to say to you, what I what I go, I go a, a rub, a, a seasoning. Oh, I thought you meant you got a rub for Valentine's Day. No, oh, I wish. <laughs> steak and a rub. What, what do I get the new? I get maybe like a steak and... <laughs> I don't know. That's about it, really. I, I wish. Know. I wish I got. You know what I get? I'm allowed to watch. I get dressed tomorrow, and that's as much that's as it. I get. That's it. Fair far. What the fuck? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Put put that pajama top on slowly. <laughs> what a days are hiding top of the cupboard, right? She's right. She's licking her pajamas off. I'm like, oh yes, man. It's like it's like being young again. Why do you playing? Drill a wee hole in the wardrobe, right? And you get in it, and then you can watch me. Then you come in, you just drill that fucking big massive beat hole, just sit in a chair like that. Carry on. Double glazed it. You <laughs> 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 chair on the other side, can sitting hand, on a pipe. A wee hand sanitizer bit on the inside it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almost looks like an ensuite, but it's just a wee pair hole. <laughs> <laughs> Try to sell the house again. And, uh, oh, is that an ensuite? No, that's, uh, that's the wee wee shoulder's pair Excuse me? That's my husband's wank cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wank den. His what? I used to sit in there and have a wank while I get dressed. I beg your pardon? Oh, it's alright, it's alright. All right. <laughs> I bet you can make it in a cupboard. It's, it's uh, walking. It's, it's walk the Italian thing. It's plumbed, man. It's got a toilet in it. And what? It's just clap your horns and instantly <laughs> it's like a mirror. <laughs> I thought you said it's a toilet. Well, it's merely really a, a, a water pipe that blows uh, a jet of water up your arsehole. You know? But I mean, you can, you can barely fit a toilet on it. <laughs> it's just a pair of stirrups, man. It's just you sitting in a saddle with a hole cut out. <laughs> it's no plumbed in it's just a hole goes right down into the earth don't worry about it one of these sunny flows <laughs> if you turn it on <laughs> if you turn it on the kitchen lights go but listen it's worth at the end you know <laughs> Why is it, how come it's every room that's got like an ensuite, but you know it's not actually got a shower or a bathroom in it <laughs> aye it's just like you know when we'll get guests to and that's the, the husband's kind of just his wine cupboard <laughs> I didn't know there was there. a <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a nautical theme throughout the house <laughs> <laughs> Every room's got a porthole in it. Oh, that's, that's the, that's the uh, mysterious wine covers. It's a it's a warren of uh, rooms that connect the house up. Then don't worry. Like so, and there's like HQ where my husband usually sits. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all linked. He's just in there frantically masturbating. Uh, whatever we've got guests saying, but you know you can make that whatever you want. You know, you can knock it through. It's a bit of extra room. You know. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Your rub, your Aye, steak rub. My steak rub. Right. I actually go to a Costco and it's a Schwartz or whatever. It's just a, a hangy made, but it basically it's just salt, pepper, cumeric, garlic, all these kind of bits. Cumeric? Cum- what is it called? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Cumeric, what did I say? Do you mean cumin? It's a fucking bit of cumeric in your fucking steak. Like, you know. <laughs> Do you mean, what is it? Do you mean cumin? Because turmeric's tum- yellow. Shit. You know what? Turmeric's lag colour. Right, whatever it is. So that's it's all what, like good that's shit. What they all good get, shit man. That's where they all put the bing bong curries, mate. All <laughs> it's all that gear. And then you just put it into your steak and, and I rubbed it in. So I made two steaks just with the, the, with the seasoning. And then yep. me and my daughters. Daughters? Yeah. My, my daughter uh, I, I then added I put a lump of butter in and then I was basting the, the steak uh-huh. with the butter yep. and it did lift it up another notch <laughs> did it it was great man I, I know it's a wee bit more unhealthier adding butter in there but I, that's the first time I've basted it in butter 
and they're going to explore the avenues now. Delicious, man, isn't it? Just oh, how, see was, when you get a good bit of meat, a good bit of meat. Right? Oh, make your mate. day. Make sure day. And, and you know what? I was I had a, I had a, I actually get carried. It was that good. I rattled a full bottle of wine to myself, right? <sighs> but it was like every wee bit of steak I was cutting. It was perfect, right? And the butter keys are a wee crispy glaze as well. And I was taking it, and I was just going, "No, that bit. Remember the Matrix? The guys like that. I know it's no real steak. Aye, but I love it. I know this, but I love it." Aye. I felt like I was in the Matrix, man. And I was like, ah, are these, are these yeah. my wings and wife or is it just all zeros and ones and I'm sitting in a fucking pod? Brained. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like, my body juice. See if Morpheus put that front door in and blah. Wait till I finish this steak, mate. Oh, don't. I know it's no real Morpheus. Just geese five minutes. But like, like, see, like, even me are like best pals and we're pumping each other. <laughs> It's no gay because it's just the real. Matrix. It's a, it's a, listen, it's the Matrix, man. Just bounce. We're, we're in <laughs> look, a pod. Look, I'll show you. Open your mouth. It's the Matrix. <laughs> Definitely See the this stuff that's coming out the end of my boobie? It's not even my boobie. It's not there if you don't want it to be. All the things you don't like, just get, just let it happen because it's the Matrix. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, is imagine, that a glitch? You imagine is that somebody, a glitch in the Matrix? No, I just came in your eye. Sorry. You imagine somebody, somebody up the fucking sheriff court. Get <laughs> on It's the Matrix. Ah, you're going to jail. <laughs> you're jailed for 25 years, young man. You're full of shit. You're not even here. <laughs> this is the Matrix. Come ahead. No, I'm getting fucking happen here. I am jail. How did you? What are you talking about? In the post office, pure in the corner. That's pure, excuse me, it's the Matrix end. Don't worry. Brian McFadden, 25 years of age from Paisley. Just call me Nemo, Your Honor. No, Neo, Neo, call me Neo. Brian McFadden, under the country boys one. Fuck those. Or Wesley. Must even care, right? Your Honor, my, my client would like to be referred to as uh, Nemo from this point on. Uh, okay, Nemo, talk us through the incidents of the 23rd. Your Honour, I was having a wank in the post office, but we're in the Matrix. <laughs> I was having a wank in a scud booth. Hundreds of sex with women all around about us, and then I realised the Matrix was a glitch, and I was in my local post office. And, they and there was an old me. granny freaking out hit me with a fucking cane. <laughs> I came out of the flare, fell, and all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. I'm the pervert. It's the fucking Matrix. Your Honour, I'm not going to lie to you, right? I wasn't even close to coming, but see when that woman threw her parcel at me, the tip of the letter caught me right in the ballsack, and I couldn't help it. And the vinegar stroke, and then that was it, game over. I was like, the Matrix. Uh, yes, but you, Mr. McFadden, you actually shouted uh, the Matrix, the Matrix, as you ejaculated onto the post office floor. <laughs> I believe it was, you shouted, I am the one, I am the one. <laughs> Your Honour, can I approach the bench? Biggin, biggin. Is that you, Morpheus? Is that you? No, what's the agent? Who's the agent? The guy? <laughs> Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. <laughs> no way, Mr. Smith. <laughs> What's your name, Your Honour? Uh, the Right Honourable John Smith. No way, my I fucking knew it! There's about 20 years in there. <laughs> Just starts masturbating in the court. The Matrix! The only thing I'm not happy about this Matrix scenario is I can't do any Kung Fu. When did that come to me? When did that get downloaded? 
When the fuck can I fly through there? No, no. Thank you, all the secu- all the prison guards when they come. Yeah, when am I getting the kung fu download pack? He's <laughs> <laughs> just he's just doing the moves. He's I'll fucking up. take the heat off you. Matrix, <laughs> mate, fucking watch out, man. I'm deadly. <laughs> What's that Brazilian dance? The all the like Madonna and all that we're doing, and it's like you know when they, when. People were saying That's like, like it's, Kung Fu. I but they're saying like it's one of the most deadly sports that you can learn. Like, it just looks girl. like a fucking gay. What fucking is it called? Dance. What is it called? Aye, you know I, what I, I mean? know what you're talking about. The the all the times and everything. Aye, what is it called? There's nothing deadly about that at all. It's for fucking gay farmers who <laughs> couldn't come out. And, it, and they were like, oh, what? Is that, is, that a, is that a fucking, is that a lovely dance you're doing? No, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's so kung fu. I kill you with my bare hands in this dance. I'm not the gay. I'm a tough farmer, dude. kung fu. You're the gay, making dancing the gay. in a field. What the fuck are you doing? The gay farmers of Brazil. <laughs> the boys sitting looking at the hot lap. Something's wrong with that way. No, it's, it's, a, it's a death move. <laughs> no, I, Pepe, Pepe, how do we hide our homosexuality? <laughs> I tell you, my friend, we make a dance until everyone is a killing martial art. You're a genius, Pepe. Hiya, hiya. And then they're doing Morris dancing. That's what it is. It's Mexican Morris dancing and they're trying to hide their sexuality. What is it? Is but, something like Kakata or something like that? Or, no. Or Skooker? I want to say like it's a... Begins with a coffee bean, bean farmers. God, what is it called, man? It's 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 a it's a martial art. This is the shit they tell oh, you. It's a martial it, no, art designed cap- by coffee bean farmers. Is it Capalero? Capalero. Capalero. Even the called- name's fucking riotous. <laughs> <laughs> they're dressed up. They're no dressed as farmers. They're dressed as fucking Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand, and fucking Liza Minnelli in cap- Brazil. It's cap- the same kid uh, known. Lero, I think. Dance. I don't know. Even a gay man would look at Caballero. that dance and go, Caballero. They are fucking, they are wanting it. Caballero. That's what it's called. I don't care what you call it. Caballero. That's, uh, Morris dancers try to get away with the same hang on all. What's it? It's, it's basically a. Caballero. I don't even know where. Caballero. I don't know what it's called now. Caballero. Morris dancers get caught because they were just like, hey mate, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a dangerous martial art. But why you dress with a flurry shirt and fucking dungarees on? You ever, I, see, well, you ever well, seen Morris dancers? There? They take it pure. She's like, I'm so proud of my husband. He's actually now in the floor and they're, they're like dancing in the maple. Like, what what, is what this? the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> is this the matrix? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> that's it. Well, what we do, you know, we all tie a, pole, uh, tie a ribbon to the maple and dance around it and clap. Uh, gather, we'll gather groups of men doing that when the wives are busy making the the, the harvest, uh, and then we'll fuck each other. Uh, it's good, it's just good that we've got, bombing. We've got another. Uh, we've got another character for the sketch show anyway. The wee, the wee guy that thinks Evans in the Matrix. Evans in the Matrix. <laughs> but the fucking. <laughs> and also the Brazilian farmers who are just fucking closet homosexuals. Pure, pure, it's like the heavy. It's like. Swing the ankle dead fast, going, Oh my god, imagine that caught you in the face. You'd be like, I do you do. Fingers up the nostrils, he'd butt dead. That's it. The, the day all the fucking shit cartwheels that you done when you're in primary school, you know, the ones <laughs> that's like half, you couldn't really date because you were scared because you fell. So you do the wee half ones. The ones that children do, it's wee sideways, they just fling their legs or, or uh, Exactly. And that's what they, they tell us it's a deadly martial arts. So his name oh, is The missus gave me a question for the show that I'd need to ask you, and it's very often that she Beautiful. gives any questions for this podcast in fact she denies all knowledge or existence of this podcast funeral car drove past us the other day yes right did you take half on the 
do you know what? Here's the thing. See, as I'm getting older, I, I start kind of like my grand. I think it's because he's military. My grandpa used to salute when a fucking funeral procession came past. He just looked like a spear, my dog. I like that. No, but I just every now and then I'm in the car. See if I'm talking or something like that, or the radios, and I'll, yeah, I'll turn the music down. Bit of respect, know what I mean? So procession goes by, coughing in the back. In the back was a, a thingy of flowers that was one of the seven dwarfs. Looks like Doc. So maybe the guy's name was Doc or whatever, right? And I said, it's a midget. In the in a big coffin. In the coffin, right? Do they get smaller coffins? That's the question. That's the question the missus asked. Do midgets get smaller coffins or do they have normal sized coffins? Is it just a normal sized coffin, but they're in like a box inside it, like a box within a box? Do you mean like there's a bit I'm of they put a bit of, bl- a bit of plywood across the middle so they can put their feet on it? I and all their favourite toys and clays go on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you fill it with gold for the afterlife. It's like a fucking It's like one of your longship Fucking things You just pack I mean, it full of helmets And that A couple of changes of outfits Like put a wee pair of tiny trailers <laughs> Like that I, pa- I packed his favourite shoes in there And a couple of shirts for the journey There's that much space I put everything he owned In that third <laughs> half of the coffin Listen £600 for a fucking coffin He's only taking up a third of the space Is there anything that you need Getting rid of That they won't take it at the dump I take it in a landmine I fill the coffin full of shade I'm sure buried. the wife's got a Tupperware box it fit in. <laughs> <laughs> Drill a few holes and we'll save ourselves a fucking money. <laughs> Listen, could you hold off two weeks because I don't think my grand's going to last very long. We can stick her in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> She's tidy as hell. I can see the bastards in here. Is he not getting any friends it's in the last leg to do a double? <laughs> I think, but I think, I think surely there must be a smaller uh, like a Wayne's coffin at least that and that's horrible that's even a horrible thing to think about but they must be put in a small there's no there's no way you're getting buried look at waste, a waste of space well there's a thing as well that's a great question is the plot half the size <laughs> no because you, you buy a well that's the other thing and all well, I, mean, like, I, well, I, mean, I don't need yeah. the full size because there's a deal off it that's something for us to consider as well because you can't buy a fucking uh, it used to be called a lair. So I know my, my grandpa had a, had a lair and my grand's family had one where you put like, I think it's four or five coffins on top of each other. Uh-huh. So she went in beside her mother when she died and my grandpa went in a new one and my dad will go in there eventually as well, I think. But we where are we going to go? You kind of get buried out, there's no space. I've told you, I've told you we've got the fucking... The tomb hanger in Italy. Oh, have you got the old catacombs? Are you gonna get are you gonna get flown over there? <laughs> and saying that, I don't know, I know. I don't know what the fuck. I, I want to get that's bizarre because I was actually want to talk. I, I think somebody put a question in. I know, I so, saw well, that's how I thought I'd bring that. So, so it's, are they buried in are they buried in normal definitely, coffins or are they buried definitely in like coffins? Definitely a half size I reckon it would be a half sized coffin, right? Or as horrible it sounds a children's coffin but then that poses the question do you then get a deal if you're going in the ground because you're only using half amount of space but <laughs> oh, sh- then I, I know they wouldn't do that I just put a, a standard size ground, no. you don't get but a look at it if I was then digging the holes I'd go how big's the boy right and then I'd go right let's dig in <laughs> No, I don't know. You, I, I don't no, know. You still, still got to do the depths. There's a, I've just found a, a, a YouTube video of funerals for little people, casket sizing and bamming procedures. But I don't know what it's. It, one of the comments here when my friend, who was a little person, passed away, she had a, she had a child sized casket. That's really horrible. One. See, even in death, they're funny. 
which is a horrible <laughs> the, it says here they even had the casket lower to the floor in the church so her children and grandchildren could see her what because they were small as well that's mad but there's a hanging on to it. I know. Can't the coffin, I would have a wee set of steps and watch them go up and do it. The ladder. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. But it's funny. Do you know what I mean? And this is the thing. The way the world is now, you need to laugh at stuff. We don't mean any ill health to people. It's just funny. No. You'd have but a little laugh. Boop, boop, boop. I, I'd do them going up and do And then maybe like jumping off. A little wee plank and then jumping off the end. <laughs> and then landing. <laughs> and then a forward roll. <laughs> How, how mad would that be but even, well? even like the Paul Bearers yeah. imagine you were a Paul Bearers like fucking four other midgets and you're like one, a, a, a normal size guy no, you're just carrying you fucking it no, you're just carrying it like that I yeah. just carry one coffin like a big hey. giant like that there you go <laughs> can you imagine it going past because like, I think it's a buffet just putting a glass on top of it <laughs> putting two pounds on top of it I think it's a fucking it's a collection tree it's going past at waist height are they dragging that thing along the floor? There's fucking eight wee guys in fucking that. floating. Hi ho, hi ho, it's off to death we go. And it's just ba -da -ba -ba -ba. a big top pad carrying the coffin and you should not walk them down. And the other one's greeting under his arm. Come on, sleepy, let's go. That's fucking heavy, isn't it, man? No, it's close. I mean, it's fucking coffin size. I could do it myself. <laughs> I'm sure I've told you, Flo, my grandman, there's only three of us carrying her coffin. It weighed a fucking ton, mate. Wow. So heavy, I nearly farted when I picked her up. I, said, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the guy says, There's only three, and it was like me and my, my uncle John, <coughs> my brother. And I was like, My granny was what, four foot, 11, five foot when she died. She was fucking the hunter, man. I says, We'll get his knee bother one, and my daughter one in the front, one in the back. And it's like, And turn and lift. And as soon as we lifted, I went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Solid, mate. And then we went out the door. The door was dead narrow, so the person in the middle, who was my brother, couldn't fit through the door, so he had to let go and we had to carry her out. And then I remember putting her in the hearse, and you slide it in, and I turned around, and my uncle John was in, in bits, man, like pure sobbing like that. And I, I thought, you know, I was like, it's all right, man, like, don't worry about it. And he'd put the coffin down on his thumb and trapped his thumb underneath the coffin. He was, his thumb was mangled to fuck, man. Fucking hell, man. And you think oh, he's upset better. about that? Also, see, mate, see during the funeral, there was knocking. On, on the wall we could hear knocking when the guy was talking and we all started laughing it was somebody next door was doing a bit of work in another room and they had to go right. and tell me stop and the guy was like I have to apologise I apologise I was like she's one hit man she's still dead oh she's serious oh no no man ten I, mean, I, I don't know I don't know my the first ever kind of funeral that I was aware of I, it was it was uh, my papa's and I was a Paul Bearer <coughs> And I had a suit and we'd done it. And then ages went past after it. And I put the suit on for fuck knows court or something. And uh, and I remember finning the Paul Bearers card in your position in the inside pocket. And I fucking lost my shit. Good I was just bit. like, aye. And then I, I couldn't this wear that suit the, ever again. This is the Matrix. So like, it's not real. <laughs> this isn't a Dolce Banana suit, man. And this isn't happening, man. <laughs> but aye, that was, uh, you know, good times, good times. But... Questions, man. That, See, there's questions back, here for go, the funeral. One minute. Let's just go back to that rub thing for a second. See the steak mm -hmm. rub, right? See, uh, you know, like in Texas and stuff like that, like where barbecue is like big business. Uh -huh. So they've got these guys and women as well, I imagine. They're like um, spice merchants, right? So they'll be, for example, Austin. I know there's one in Austin because I saw it on a show I was watching. 
<clears throat> guy's got a big massive warehouse full of spices right and if you are a barbecue chef or you own like a barbecue restaurant or whatever you go in there and you buy your spices to make your rub so they all have like a signature rub and then what they do is they store them in these big vats so that when they need to come in and effectively buy it they don't need to buy all the spices they just buy more of their rub uh-huh. but all, all the drums are they're, they're all completely blank part of a number and then like the number relates to a recipe and it's all like under lock and key and the guy who so nobody it knows whose rub it is and it's all nobody knows whose rub it is nobody knows what's in it and it's uh, so when the guys get interviewed he's like look it's big business you know like the guys who are the massive like barbecue restaurants and barbecue chefs you know they're making millions of dollars a year selling these rubs so they don't want anybody to know what's in it and he's saying, but it's amazing how many of them are so similar and also how many of them are completely different as well. But you're just walking in this warehouse and it's like, you know when you see the uh, Parmesan cheese places, it's like they put them in banks, it's just walls and walls of Parmesan right. cheese. It's like, I mean, it's just floaty ceiling of these big massive vats of different spice rubs for fucking ages and ages and ages. It's been on it. They're cool. They're cool. That kind of shit. Because... I, you know, I enjoy it. I'm into that kind of shit. Do you know what? But I then, love? if it was like spices and all that for fucking some fucking other bullshit that I was, I'm not really into. I wouldn't be interested if you know what I mean. That's certainly that's where you find things you love. I like it when they open the top up, right? And the chef guy puts his nose in it and he goes, okay, and then takes a, a wee taste it and then can tell the guy what's it. So he's like, celery salt, there's definitely celery salt in there. And he went, and some, uh, some kai, uh, some smoked smoke paprika, uh, and the guy goes, I'm going to stop you there. I go, oh, you know your stuff. I'm going to stop you. And then puts the lid back on, as if the cunt's going to go through every single thing that's in it. He's like, hoo-hee, I got to stop you. Yes. <laughs> I got to stop you. That's our uh, Earl. Oh, He's been scratching oh, his ass in there, man. Matrix? Oh, put the lid off. Aye, it's great, man. Anyway, so move on. What's your death thing? Or some funeral thing? What's question? my death thing? I know, oh. somebody, somebody put in a question. It was... Uh, I, I think it was Old Faithful uh, Stephen Harry Wilson aye no it wasn't no because Stephen Harry Wilson <laughs> which also was a good one Rangers thing somebody, you had to wipe your ass with <clears throat> somebody fucking said it's on Instagram it's on the Instagram page it? Um, uh, you Colin, what's your it's from uh, guys Sutherland 7853 what's your funeral song and attire in the box and why w- and, and sorry and would you ever think about a pre-recorded message at your service I liked it, the, 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 the thing of the pre-recorded message right well, let's go first of all what's your funeral song I don't know that's a hard one isn't it obviously because... you know what it is it's fucking based in the place London you know, no, that's it's obsession, I- man. It's obsession. <laughs> I, you know, th- bizarrely, I, I mean, uh, that's what you, you'd have just coming for the coffin. We'd get, we'd get old crazy Uncle Joe. Is there anybody out there? They would start with you. Just got a fucking <laughs> I've actually been to funerals. Fucking priest um, whips a tap off, man. Big I, fucking I, leather straps under them. Like, yes. I went. I would not check this out. I went to my my friends. Who's a DJ, a famous fucking Scottish DJ, Tom Wilson. I went to his funeral, and it's the first ever I funeral I went to now. where they played at the end of it one of the tracks that he produced called Techno Cat, and it was uplifting and emotional, and it kind of blew me away because everybody got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So I, I didn't see that. And then obviously through the years of releasing music, a lot, and it's got to been very comfortable, if you've been very uncomfortable with new to I'm touched when somebody said they've used a particular song of mine for a funeral. It used to really freak me out to the point where I didn't want to play the song because I was going, that's, that's, because in my head I was going, somebody fucking get buried to that. Yep. You know, to new, I, I get quite emotional if somebody tells me whatever it is, you know, weddings, but funerals more, more than anything else. So, I kind of get it. That, that's, maybe, a, that's a really, that's a, I think that shows how, how wrong our connection with death is in this country. It's, it's a, everybody else, like, South America and even parts of Europe, it's all death's a celebration. Whereas we, it's a morbid thing, and it's like, you know, it should be, it should be black and it should be gloom and it should be. Whereas it should be a celebration. It should be. I, I, I think death should be a celebration unless you're taken too early or unless you're a pedo. Unless you're a pedo, that should be a celebration. Man. Unless you're I'm a fully down, a fully paid up pedo though, and then you're a, you're have one song. Ah, you're cool with that, man. As long as and, and as you keep your obviously your subscription running whilst in the exactly. afterlife. But I think, I I, I think you can uh, celebrate it if somebody's had a, a long and healthy life. You know, I've been to funerals of friends who have died at a young age and there's nothing more fucking heartbreaking yeah. than seeing somebody robbed of the future. Yep. There's no way you can celebrate that or right, you can do a nice humanist speech and make everybody feel at ease with it. But ultimately... You're still grieving a loss. Yeah, but you're still you're still grieve a loss of somebody who dies in their nineties. You've just got to try and take. I mean, I, I, mate, I completely agree with what you're saying. And anyone who dies young, or if, for God forbid, you know, if it's a child that dies or something like, that, it's absolutely horrific. But I, I do think, in general, the way that we speak about death and deal with death, it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. I think it needs. I, to I think there's a fear there. And, of course and, there is. I. And it's that, that that's. I mean, even the older you get, any ache of pain. I certainly just go, fuck's sake, I hope that's no, you know, fucking cancer or fucking this or that. Ultimately, just you're waiting on the end. And then how, how much of that is based on other countries? One, we have completely lost any connection with religion or faith in this country. Completely gone. We're not a religious country anymore. Uh, two, most people in the country are overworked, underpaid. Most people are stressed out of the box. So there's, a, there's an element of, you know, you get an acre of pain or you see people dying or passing away and you're like, fucking hell, I, I don't, I'm not ready to go because you've maybe not achieved the things you want to do or you're not happy with the life that you've got. Whereas other countries, whether it be mainland Europe, whether it be Latin America, they've got that connection with faith. I'm not saying you need to be religious, but maybe they're more at peace with life or there's more of an understanding of of the circle of life, mate. I don't know, man. I'm full of fucking coffee, man. It's a matrix, man. It's a matrix. Ah, you know, it's a, it's a conundrum, Scott, certainly. Right, uh, so let, music, the, I don't know which song I would one. play. Ah, you know, it's a I, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a prolific uh, artist. I mean, it take me ages, it take me a lifetime to decide uh, all the chart hits that I've produced, you know. What are you wearing in the box? I think I would like to just see all that suit carry on and that. What? Don't put me in a suit. I've never fucking, I've wore a suit at a handful of occasions. Just put me in jeans and a t-shirt that you know uh, me as. They, they need to put you in an ultrasonic t-shirt or an ultrasonic I ultrasonic. Now, I wouldn't get buried in the ultrasonic. Of course you would. Like, I'm, I'm a jeans t-shirt out, kind of guy. My favourite like converse, my country's jeans, no, I mean, my main merch, <laughs> no, webs, with my web logo, doing the side of the comment, Slash shop. Doing the coffin. Doing the coffin. Aye, doing the coffin. Sponsored by, you know, <laughs> logos all the fucking, you know, like web links. 
Everybody gets an ultrasonic beanie. Aye. Then obviously, there's been like, at the one side of the coffin would be, is there a new album? Question mark. Right, no. You know, always working it. The message that you're playing at the end is that you're introducing a new Kickstarter. That's what you're doing. From beyond the grave. Hardcore will never, in capitals, die. Hardcore never die, then in brackets, I told you. <laughs> or something like that, you part know, two, like the return. Two, part two. Part two. The journey it's still, it's still not the afterlife. <laughs> Deader than dead. Aye. But I mean, it, it, I, I, comfortable. I mean, it, I'm even, I don't even know if I want to be put in a coffin and, and place somewhere. I, I think I would rather like to either, you know, go in some kind of fucking eco coffin. I, I, I found out you could get buried under a tree and the roots actually use you to, to to grow the tree. I quite like that. And I also quite like the idea of getting bummed and then your ashes uh, scattered. Bummed? But then I... Bummed. Aye, uh, what happens with the dead body? Marlon and Rona go to... You die, you get bummed and uh, then they scatter your ashes because they bum you that much you burst into <laughs> <laughs> what they, they do is uh, it's, actually a, it's actually a it's actually a wonderful technique what they do is they take the uh, the strips off of matchboxes and they uh, make it a little, a little circle and then they put that inside your arsehole <laughs> and then they shag you with a match and then you, <laughs> you ignite and you burn it's a very equal way to uh, get the ashes you know, you know you know sign me up and I think um and I just, you know, I think <laughs> this is like some special kid. I think that I want to get planted <laughs> as a tree and become a tree. No, I, I was actually when you were telling me about the, the fucking match strips and that's a genius idea. That's a genius I, idea. I started going away with like, it's either fire and seeming it was like some fucking gel ignite that them setting fire. And then I thought I can't say that, but we've worked in that road. So I don't think... Well, I mean, that's just something the Saudis used to do, man. Prisons right. like, oh, they make you drink half a litre of unleaded and then they light your arse on fire. Then if you fart, man, you blow up. They wait, uh, they wait till you fart with an open flame. <laughs> and they question you. <laughs> <laughs> drink that diesel. No, don't make me do it. I don't know. I mean, I don't have any... And, and I, I like the idea of having something recorded that you would say, but all through my life, I've wrote wee mad fucking wills just through the amount of travelling that I've done, if anything happens to me, make sure this, that, and that thing. And then I've also looked at the things I've wrote and went, why do I want to give him that, or this, that, or, you know, so now I just stopped that, you know, all what, my wee fucking again? morbid messages. What am I getting? What am I, I stopped him, mate. I, before oh, I met you, I'd stopped that. But I genuinely had wrote, let's see, like any, before like, tours and that, I used to, morbid as fuck, I'd write doing, if I don't come back. <laughs> If I like, if yeah. I like the dark side too much, <laughs> do do big Davy, I bequeath all my fucking vinyl. Oh, it was mental, man. The shit I used to write. I, in fact, I've probably still got one that I should actually just fucking read in a show to give everybody a fucking insight into how insane Matt and their workings are. Let's let's move on to something a bit more uh, lighthearted. Yeah, a bit more lighthearted. Um, can I, I question's always good <laughs> can I talk to you about the documentary uh, what we started that I watched the other night can I talk to you about it that's the hip hop one isn't it no it's the oh, music it's the music, music one with Carol Cox and Martin Garrix aye no late to the well, plate but at least you watched it I did I, I am I'm, I'm now I'm now I think I'm now officially done with uh, new TV shows for a while 
because I feel like the writing is so poor and the acting is shocking. So I'm going to go back to documentaries and enjoy a good documentary. And I stumbled upon it last night or the other night going through Netflix and uh, Cal Cox's Big Happy Heat came up and I thought maybe this is a gardening show. And uh, you I watched, watched it. Black Cox. Love it. And uh, it was great. I thought it was a great documentary. It, it spoke to me. I thought it was wonderful and it showed you... As you've been a DJ now. You've, as uh, you've been a DJ. Uh, and do you know what? Here's the thing, mate, right? See if I had uh, a bit of celebrity. Like, see if I was famous. I could be like the fucking Martin Garrix gang. That's how fucked up DJing is at that level. If you've got you know a mean? machine behind you, you can be That's anything. It. So the documentary, if you've not seen it, it's called What We Started. It's brilliant and uh, it talks, it shows you the kind of contrast in dance music. It talks a lot about the origins. I wish it spoke a little bit more about that. Um, and then it brings you up to present day where you've got these DJs like, and it focuses around Martin Garrix and Carl Cox. Martin Garrix at that time is 17 years of age and he's headlining what they say is one of the biggest dance festivals in the world, right? It's some fucking EDM thing in Miami run by a bunch of fucking banjos. And uh, it's got proper DJs talking about how the industry's changed and it's become mainstream. But I think that's the case with everything. I think any art form, if it becomes mainstream, the mainstream take it and they fuck it up. So I suppose the hope is that if you fall in love with dance music and you're really into it, you start to actually think, right, you know, this poppy bullshit is crap. I want to find the real DJs. And the one thing that I would say for you is, see the guys who are starting now, they shouldn't be able to call themselves DJs. Because they're effectively, I don't know what the right term is, a, a producer or a studio hand or... Because none of them, none of them mix. They've got that guy, is it Deadmau or Deadmouse? Deadmouse. So he's no in it being interviewed. But they've got a quote for him saying, I turn up, put my USB in and press play. And then the next line is... People people don't realise where the magic is. The magic is not mixing live. The magic is in the studio and I'm there to have a party. I'm like, what the fuck, man? But yet he Aye. still gets booked and still a DJ. He's openly admitting, turns up and presses play. Aye, but he's 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 known for just saying things like that to evoke uh, some kind of reaction or outrage. Like he lives on all that shit. Aye, he's, like, he's almost like a troll. But he's, he's, he's very successful in the studio and he can get away with it. So he comes out with troll shit. There's an art of DJing and there's an art of producing. And a good well, producer that, doesn't make a good DJ and a good DJ doesn't make a good producer. But it, they both lend to each other. The uh, the, the bits that, that, that I took from it is when it, when you hear Carl Cox talking about his uh, residency, is it Space in Ibiza? Uh -huh. right, so he's been there for 15 years and then it was his final gig and you can see him like he's playing the last song and you can see him like going to tear up and he's fighting it back and I'm going right this obviously means so much this man a big part of his life was spent in this club and I'm like I would much rather and I know a lot of DJs and yourself included will be angry at the way that some of the industry has gone just like I am fucking raging at the way comedy's gone especially in the UK I would much rather I live through the time period that you live through rather than being part of this now because they'll there's a bit in it where they're talking about is it Love Festival in Berlin mate that looks insane man when they the, drive I, trucks through through the street there's like a million people lined up in the street it looks mental I, I'm trying to think what the name of that was called I, I went to that I was actually booked to play it and I never go at the gig because I went and done with other German promoters but what was it called Love Parade Love, Love Parade. Parade or something like that 
A million. See, that, that was the biggest and one of the first huge one. A million people in the moving trucks. And there's a bit where they're, obviously they're all meeting up in the fields and whatnot for the illegal raves and the polls shutting them down and everything. I'm going. You would much rather live through that era of the scene and music rather than Aye. the newest, no. like Martin Garrix at 17, press and playing. So the bit that I, I love was him talking to Carl Cox, right? And Carl Cox is obviously I don't know him, never met him. He seems like a nice guy, right? Yep. Martin Garrix comes in and Carl Cox is like you just get a sense of going Carl Cox like I don't even want to talk to you because you are fucking the reason why this industry's fucked but I'm a nice guy so I'm going to speak to you mm-hmm. and Carl Cox has talked to him about how the longest set that he did was 10 hours and the wee Martin Garrix is like oh I could I could never play 10 hours and I'm going it's because you're not a DJ you wee dick uh, he's, he's not came for that like he doesn't, even, he doesn't even have the knowledge that you could go up and play a set of, of that length he probably doesn't even know enough fucking music to go and do that. But that's kind of like he's produced a big, a big tune, but he also had access and was signed for a for a, for a big management company and a big machine go behind him mm-hmm. and made him the success story that he is by doing all the right decisions and pressing the right buttons. Carol Cox has came through being a wedding DJ to playing raves to being a fucking global phenomenon and he's still passionate about music aye Um, aye man even back then when the raves were raves when nobody had camera phones I mean on, uh, and this isn't even a joke see if somebody had a camera at a rave back in the day you thought they were DS and there was <laughs> something heavy duty about it like what you fucking doing mate Aye. You know, this isn't this isn't here to be snapped or if there was video cameras in and it kind of loosened up as it went on but it was definitely the rang inky day. But then it gave you that freedom of uninhibited, no being watched, being in your own space with people who didn't give a fuck. Do you know the thing that, two things, right, that, I, that I, when I was watching it, that I, one I didn't even consider and the other one that I quite enjoyed, there's obviously a guy there and it must be towards the end, right? At the end of like the illegal rave scene. And he's in, he's interviewing these two people, and they're just they're just dancing right now. They're out their fucking box, man. They're abs- the guy is. This is his footage for the nineties. This is the footage for the nineties. Right? Oh, it's uh, beautiful, the, man. It's the absolutely is, beautiful. The guy's knowing this planet, right? It's a woman and the big black guy. Aye, and, and they're, they're just fucking and they're dancing just, forever. Right? And you can see the guy going like. And then the last question says, "Will you ever stop dancing?" And I'm just like, "What a cunty thing!" These people are so involved in this that they're no they're no embarrassed by you being uh-huh. sober and being a news guy they're just in the moment loving it the guy who's asking the questions is the cunt He's uh, the her, her answer was amazing she says uh, I'm going to keep dancing, dancing forever uh, in that moment you uh, know she she she's really believes and and maybe technically if you want to be it's no the dance it's no the physical action of the dance it's that freedom of expression that she will have for the rest of her life because she was involved in that life changing experience well, that that mate, that's the thing when you think about a lot of movements in in music or even in art, because it is it's an artistic movement. The time when you come through the eighties in the UK, where everybody was fucking striking, people are skint, losing their jobs, poverty, and then a new type of music comes through that allows young people to completely escape. And not only is it their own, the elders completely despise it. I don't understand it. You know, the systems against them, police try to shut them down, people passing laws to make it illegal, everyone connected with the drug scene. It, it, if you were involved in it at the time it must have felt like it's us against the world man we're I fucking totally, gonna it, it totally was something new even mad things like being at a rave right 
and football hooligans would come in and they would come in and try and steal and did people's trainers right you see it all the time this is mad right this is what happens so you'd be at a rave and then there'd be a obviously you could tell the casuals by what they were wearing and all that because ravers were just sweating jeans, t-shirts lost looking but getting into the music so it'd be an organised group of boys coming in they'd crowd in one or two fucking poor ravers who they would just fucking take their trainers off them or their money or their gear right but then as the rave movement kept going those very people maybe took an ecstasy or maybe took a chance on the night and then they themselves became ravers right. and the well, guys who were like <laughs> doing the robin were the guys next to you fucking doing the raven that's it was, it was about. a mad fucking that, thing to see they speak about that in the documentary the guy saying his, his, his exact line was it was mind blowing for him because he says he was watching guys who a year earlier were fighting on terraces and now are in a field dancing right. at six in the morning so the one thing I never even considered right is there's a bit in it where they, they phone a number and there's like a pre-recorded message or something saying telling you the address I telling you the address right so the guy's talking about how and I never even thought of this they've got to drag all the kit through a field so he's talking about walking across a field in pitch black carrying all his vinyl and he's going I wish I had a USB back then I, I never even I never even thought of that like somebody's got to go and uh, set all this shit set up set that up I know and fucking Jamie, the, if it was in, in a place where never done electrics, they would try to Jamie electrics. You know, I've I've done I've done no done. I've been to gigs where the electrics was run off fucking the streetlights to get power man. in and stuff like that. Just insanity. Amazing. But just fucking, it's it's happening. You're making or you're part of something that's just it's it's a happening. You know, it's no it's no meant to be there, but it is there because well, all the right one, things happened. One guy who, when I was watching him in it, I'm going, I think you're a dick. And I don't, I, I could be completely wrong, is Paul Oakenfold. No, looks, man, he's... Is he all right? I but that's just the thing, right? He is, he's, went, he's one of the, he's the blueprint for the fucking superstar DJ that everybody well, that, for Tiesto copied. Because you know I mean? he they, went to LA and he's uh, pure LA now, but he, he is so fucking important. Whether you like his DJing or his music and what he's done, he he booted the fucking doors down and well, started. That, that's the thing. So in, in the documentary, they're saying that he well, he supported you too. So he supported you too on on tour, and then after the tour, he moved to LA. And it's Pete Tong that's talking about it, and he says that Paul Oakenfold says to him, "I'm going to spend a year, and I'm going to tour America. I'm going to do like all the all the small clubs." In America, and he's like, "What? What are you doing, man? Like, you've just gone from doing a hundred thousand crowds to now doing rock clubs in Chicago, where you're playing to like five, six hundred people." But he says he was the first one that started touring like a band, like the a DJ would go on the road and yeah. really hit it hard. And it, listen, I'm sure you know the, maybe he's another way he comes across in the camera, but he's just sitting. He's like, oh, "I feel like I'm going. You're a dick, man. Sit up straight. Talk for." he is genuinely a fucking legend you know he was one of the, there's a handful of people that was quoted as the first people that went out to Ibiza and took that fucking freedom of mixing all sorts of music and then came back and started up his I think his night was Spectrum and you know another guy Danny Ramblin started Shum and then for that with that Ibiza spirit Acid House kind of blew up but again they were also taking the music for, for America the bizarre thing that, that, that doesn't sit right with me about the full dance music explosion is like every almost genre of music 
the white man fucking or the fucking <laughs> stole the black man's music and commercialised it and then we then sold it back to them via Paul Oakenfold and EDM and blah 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 as if we invented it when mm-hmm. you know blues jazz rock and roll it was developed by black artists and they oh. don't get enough appreciation or respect for that you know it's kind of like I wish I can remember Dance music's the name. almost like a white man's music, but it's no, it's fucking black, man. It's soul. Soul, mate. Right on, bro. It's semantics, man. It's semantics. I wish I could remember the guy's name because there's a black DJ at the start who's in Chicago and they talk about him. And, mate, see when you see the footage of him, man, he's like fucking, he's less, he's rapping, he's dropping, he's dropping vinyl, somebody's handing him vinyl and he's fucking Jeff in his Mulls, bedroom. Ah, oh, it is, that's it. Aye. That's who it is. Any Jeff Mills, mate? Oh, I had the last one and who I go, my cup. <laughs> <laughs> mate, see the footage of him? That's insane, man. Aye, he's one a freaky guy, man. He's standing right and there's, there's just, he's just fine. And then all of a sudden, he like spins round and drops in the one movement. And then he's like, fucking vinyl, going through this box. Yeah. Hangs in sleeves. And there's a guy doing the narration talk saying that he used to stand at DJ Box and write down every fucking record. That he was bringing in and out so that they could have the music that he was playing. I just he was like fucking a fire. I I done some gigs with the guys in, in Europe, all the early Chicago guys and like Jeff Mills and and I remember sitting in a bus being a from being a fan of their music, and then going fucking hell the music I'm doing compared to what the music that they done I felt so insignificant, so pantomime, so fucking commercials, useless. And then when you talk to them, they, you're just a, I don't know, like, I felt like they've, they've fucking seen it all before. Somebody else who's stole their vibe and milked it and commercialised it. I but they were I'm, polite, but, and, and I just, I've never felt so insignificant in my entire life as, a, as an artist when talking to you guys. It's just, one, that's your respect for the music and for them, and two, your Scottish guilt. That's what that is, mate. Uh, that's, that's it. And the three, I was only three, like a decade. I don't even like them. Call him in Germany. <laughs> this is the Matrix, boys. I was like, here, Jeff. Do you know your name, Jeff? My old friend's with a pulse, and I've got a belly full. Uh, you know, Jeff, you know what your name back was, that's mate? Slim Sedge. <laughs> Fedge. Fedge. Hey, man, my name's Jeff. No, it's no, because in the Matrix, I call you that. Fedge. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? See the metrics, you're white, by the way. Then Bosch. Fed Slim. Oh, Fed Jeff. Slim. <laughs> Fed yes, Slim. Um, I, lo- I thought it was a great documentary. I put it on thinking it'll be crap, and then that way it was so good, I even sat up in the sofa to watch it. Beautiful. But at the end of it, I did hope when Martin Garrix is driving away in that golf buggy, I did hope the golf buggy was going to explode. But explode, I know. But here, here's the thing for you again, if you read books, whatever, the best book to read about. Dance music culture is last night a DJ saved my life, and it's right. written by a guy called Bill Brewster or something, who, who who's a mix mag contributor. But this book is fucking unbelievable. Last night a DJ saved my life, and if you read books, even if you don't read books, the references and the story of the evolution of dance music is fucking unbelievable. And and it's I read it, and it's so humbling to read it to see, you know, like whatever I've done how insignificant it is compared to the fucking folk who really forged the path 
and it goes way beyond disco, way beyond. No, it's what, amazing, man. What, amazing. What, you've, what you've done is not insignificant at all. That's your Scottish guilt coming in. You, you, you're a, you, mate, even the fact that, see, even if you had, everything you've achieved with Ultrasonic, right, and everything you've achieved as a DJ producer yourself, if you had done that coming from a wealthy family in Edinburgh or even Glasgow, it still would have been an incredible achievement. The fact that you have done that coming from where you came from with the upbringing that you had and your roots it's unbelievable man there's literally people in the the four corners of the world will know ultrasonic or the music it's amazing I say that like I, I don't know what it is even the missus right on a far smaller scale she's doing her own artwork constantly putting herself down her art's amazing and she sells it all over the world I say to the other day it's like you need to start doing a map and you need to start looking at where your stuff goes so she's been doing it going back over other orders there's literally every, almost nearly every country in the world stuff but is somebody's got a piece of art right? it's a great and achievement going, and it's no, maybe because you're in it you don't realise it but mate what you have achieved with music in your career mate it's fucking astounding man it's fucking astounding listen keep talking about me because I think it's great <laughs> but it's just going to be a shame that you'll be dead before you're 50 because of the fucking red meat you're chomping yeah, but I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave a couple of bangers <laughs> I, no, I mean that that kind of topic I could talk about to my fucking till I passed out. But read, but I loved it. Watch it. I read, read that. I, book. Read last night. A DJ saved my life. It's and, fucking uh, incredible. And watch what we started. Right, you want some started. quick questions? Name on your. Let's get back to the back to the fucking nonsense, man. Let's do it, man. Uh, right, uh, Viv Cameron, heroine. Viv has asked. Okay, you're in your car. We all have that guilty pleasure song that you wouldn't dare play when anyone else is there because it's either silly or cringe. For example, my guilty pleasure song in the car is Male Stripper. The beat is sick when it's loud. What's yours? I was a male stripper in a go-go bar. I was a male stripper in a go-go bar. I know that tune, Viv. Viv saying, can't believe I just told everyone. That's when you have that. I'll be a stripper, man. What is the song? A male stripper. Never heard of that. You, 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 as soon as you, if you YouTube it and play three seconds, of it, you'll have known it. You okay. probably go, all oh, right, that. I, I don't have any guilty pleasures because I think all music is wonderful, and I play some amount of shite and listen to some amount of shite, but I don't care. I'm not faced well, by it. I, that, that's what I kind of like about you. You can listen to utter. I, Fucking uh, nonsense and go, that's fucking great, man. <laughs> yeah. But that's Where, the best thing. If our kicks in, I mean, I go, oh my God. <laughs> but that's because you're a fucking music snob, mate. Music, Whereas, man. Just no. like, I love everything. I just go, I don't really have a guilty pleasure per se because I just see music as it's either good or bad, as in I like it or I don't. And that's how it should be viewed. You know, you either like something or you don't. So I don't have guilty pleasures. I just get music that I listen to and stuff that I, there's tracks people listen to that I go that's fucking horrible but then I instantly go but that's what they're into that's that's what I, they like so I respect that and I used to get ripped sometimes because I would openly admit that I listened to GBX and I liked I liked some of the tracks and I don't know if it's because I was hanging around with pure snobby assholes thing going I can't believe you're actually listening to this stuff I'm like it's great man it's fucking brilliant you must be dried up living in Edinburgh now you're not getting a fix or is it up there now no. You get a GPX up in the end, brother. Mate, I've got no gigs to drive to, so I can't listen to that boom boom shite. Oh, that pumping you up, no, that you just get so, fucking hooked the first person okay, you see. Soaping a rope, man. <laughs> boop, boop, soaping a rope. <laughs> Big shout out to Jody Boy, he's been like fucking hammering some of my stuff. Star across the midnight sky. Come on. 
I, I see, I see. Again, coming up, being a raver, I don't have musical snobbery because I've seen what musical snobbery can do to a scene, destroy it, blah, blah, blah. And if whatever you're into, it's somebody regards it as shite, you know, like people with this happy hardcore or the donk or whatever, it's entry-level music for somebody. And then once they get in and established and what they like and what they don't like, they'll start digging and seeing Aye, but that, new music and again, finding out other things. That's when people snobbery, they go, oh, you like that stuff, man? That's, yeah. so, that's so like mainstream, you like Mate, you can't just take a bobby right up the arse. You've got to start somewhere. Know what I mean? Exactly. A wee finger. Know what I mean? Happy hardcore, mate. That's the poppers, the proper gay sex. Just let me enjoy it, mate. Fuck's sake. Well, you're in the Matrix or at a rave, it's the same thing, man. <laughs> so, Viv, um, we're glad that you finally told the world that you enjoy Male Stripper. Um, but, obviously, for us, you know, all music is wonderful. Well, who does she imagine is doing the stripping? That's what I'd like to know. I don't, is I don't, it I don't is think... Is it McGibble? I don't or is think it a he's all kinked up? I mean, let's be honest, if 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 you and I were strippers, it would be a very different show. Hey, you know what? It would be erotic and funny. Well, I think, I think <laughs> definitely. I think we you think it's erotic, no, did you think it was funny? No, I think you'd, you'd be coming out again at fucking like, waterfalls and getting it loudly. No, I just, you would be that, I'd be, you'd be no, the guy, you'd mate, be the showman, I'd be, I'd be the insignificant, scared guy, no, you'd just be, I, embrace it, Mal, show them your cock. I know exactly what I'd be wearing. Do you remember that time years ago I sent you and Gary the message when I was in Birmingham and they've got that, the sex shop next to the club and it was that kind of outfit, it was like the pair of Y-fronts with the fucking braces. <laughs> That's what I'd be wearing, mate. <laughs> fucking aluminous yellow Y-fronts, red and white braces, like 10 in a row. <laughs> I'd be dressed as like a, I don't know, a, a sexy doctor or something. A sexy a doctor. doctor. <laughs> Would you do with a white coat and the stethoscope, and then whip it right off? Aye, and I'd just be like a wee mask covering my fucking small cock. I'm here. Then I'd slap it about. I'd, I'd sit on top of a kettle so the steam relaxed it, and then I'd let it free. I'd show everybody what I've got. With my big wrinkled snozzle fucking foreskin everything man get it all then I'd let them drink for their purple cup down there for run like that get it in your mouth Maureen Maureen I'm here to take your temperature the doctor will see you now yeah they <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be the doctor I'd be the lumberjack I'd come out with a fucking chainsaw and the, the plaid shirt <coughs> Does somebody need some wood chopping? Yes! Yeah. In fact, do I could me! Just, do me! Mate, I, could, I could wear this hat. <laughs> Who wants some wood? <laughs> and, and and this is a hang on. I see you doing that, Joe, right? You'd be like fucking getting up. Or the front row. Birds, guys, every man drink for their purple cup, right? You got my own blood. I'm not cheating on you, hen. It's just my work. Ah, you are. <laughs> what a shift. <laughs> What a shift, man. I'm going to What a fucking shift. You're not going to believe this, man. Old Maureen. She got that kind of way. <laughs> fucking took a chunk at the end of my old fella, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Start off with a quick cream off, you know, at three of them are punching it like a fucking punch bag, man. <laughs> it was about the night, big, but I tell you, man, I don't want you ever going back in that spa ever again, mate. That fucking Maureen. Honestly, God, man, she's playing like a bagpipe. Two horns on it. I says, Maureen, come on in. I think all the boxer shorts coming back to a four because I can feel through upset and I'm fucking in my show, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times, man. That's, I mean, that, there you go. Next hashtag show. Right, I could uh, never do a strip hang, man. Never. Couldn't do it. Stephen Kelly has asked, off the back of the Siamese twin talk, would you not be, <laughs> <laughs> would you not be better attached to another guy than a woman? 
If attached to a woman, you're going to be making eye contact with the guy pumping her. But if you have a guy attached, you will be watching some lassie getting rattled and you can slip a wee finger up her bum. What is wrong with <laughs> this show? He finishes with saying, yes, lockdown is getting to me. Stephen, I think lockdown is getting to you. I love it how we need we need to go over this idea of being attached to a woman because I'm not a guy that I'm we're just we're all we're all free man, we're all sexual beings, man, woman, animal, beast. This is the matrix, man. Don't worry about it, Stephen. You're in the matrix, mate. Nothing makes sense. Nothing's real anymore. I think I, I hope that it's Stephen Kelly, Ziggy that I know, uh, and I love the way that he's actually really thought about that question <laughs> to the point of maybe sticking a wee finger <laughs> and it's not like she's going to be offended because technically it's like two is a one guy but so also, it's not like she's cheating <laughs> don't be don't be putting any fingers up anybody's bum unless you ask first Stephen alright that's the goal Maureen Maureen you come in and watch the DVD tonight Wes listen I will but see whose brother sticks a finger up my ass again Aye. I'm not having it Sit. but listen technically his arms matter well, so technically, no, I'm not having it. Tell me he's got to put a pair of mitts on. I'm not having this. You know, tie him down, put a blindfold on him, right? All right, boy, if that's what you want. No, I, that's what I need. I don't. What was his question? Was it just. Uh, his question is if you're a Siamese twin, would you know you're attached to another guy? But then you could be attached to. Uh, your, your Siamese twin could be a man and then he could uh, he could enjoy the company of other men. So, you know, this master, like I said, Stephen, we're all, we're all one being, we're all one sexual being, mate. Just enjoy my, life. I, my, actually, somebody, my, again, my inbox has been bombarded there with pictures of midgets and pictures of fucking Siamese twins and stuff I know, like but that. You love Obviously, that. whatever we you chat about, love that. I, will, I laugh, then I go, hold on a minute, these folk actually think I'm into this shit. Then somebody sent me a picture of. It was two Siamese twins stuck together. The classic, I think I think it was a shooter attachment. Right. And one of them was <laughs> the winching. The classic one connection. Them was, one of them was winching a guy and it was like, no, only are you a Siamese twin but your brother is gay. And it was one guy watching the TV while the other one's like winching a guy. And I was going, that is a conundrum. You know, I don't know why I'm thinking about this but my missus told me something the other day, man, and it honestly, see, sometimes, mate, she tells me things and it, it, a bit of my soul dies, man. It like freaks me the fuck. She's into all this murder stuff, right? Everything murder, <laughs> everything she, real crime. She's obsessed with, it. and she reads stuff while she goes to her bed, and it's and then she tells me the next day she went, oh, I read this thing, and I'm going, oh, aye. and it makes my blood run cold. This boy in America, somebody breaks in the house, kills the family, right, with an axe. Nice cheery read. It takes the boy's jaw off, right? So his jaw's clean off. Hits him in the head with an axe. The axe goes through the skull into his brain, and what it does is it severs parts of the brain, not only that feels pain, but also is basically orientation. So he doesn't know he doesn't know what's happening in the moment. Right? So he's so no he, deed. He's no deed yet. So he is now not aware of what's going on. Like he's got a fucking axe need. But the part of the brain that's been severed or that's been affected kicks in the part which deals with routine so there's things that you do in your life naturally because eventually routine builds up so the boy gets out his bed now he's missing a jaw his jaw's clean off he's been hitting the heat he goes into the garden goes to pick up a newspaper because he thinks he's picking up the morning paper comes back in the house and makes himself a cup of coffee he's then fuck off mate I swear to god he's then found dead in the kitchen and this is how they place the guy when they do the autopsy can you imagine being that neighbour 
and seeing him come out with knee jaw. Or I'm, or I'm thinking, what a horrific way to die as well. And honestly, it fucking makes my blood run cold thinking about it. She's like, that's amazing. And I'm going, what are you reading, man? They <laughs> wonder you can't sleep. Oh, that's mad, isn't it? I mean, um, so it depends on what your muscle memory is in certain jobs you get done. I'd be freaking all out. You know, what if it wasn't as straightforward as just getting like a fucking paper and coming a cut of tea? What I mean, if it was a wee bit of... I knew you had to go and take it. I'm just telling you some guys died at horrendous day and you're like, what if he was uh, having a fucking wank? Yeah, this is the Matrix. What if he's in his wee fucking wank cupboard? With the <laughs> wank cupboard with a baby lotion? <laughs> and his jaw missing? jaw hanger. Right, let's do, let's do another question and then we wrap this up. Um, so... Final question today is from Stephen Harry Wilson. Stephen Harry Wilson is asked, strangest thing you've had to wipe your ass with in an emergency? Poly bag, sock, slice of bread. Well, luckily, over to you. I, I love the highbrow questions we get on this podcast. Oh, I mean, we are not snobby at all. We will answer anything. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say that now, I've, I've wiped my ass with a sock once when I had... When I right, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. That's a given. Farted and followed through. I've, I've had to use... Uh, once, I had to use a towel... Uh, when I had no toilet paper and no baby wipes I did you use the towel again after you washed it and no, did you always know it was that shitty towel do you know what see but here's, a, here's and I'll tell you the truth right because listen this is the matrix and nothing's real see if it wasn't for the fact I was living with somebody I would have kept the towel and washed it but I didn't want that to come Put up respect. I didn't want that to come up in like a future argument where I would go see that towel I fucking shat on that towel and you've been wiping your face with it so I, I put it straight in the bin but right. if I'd been living alone, me and the tour manager, I would have washed that shitty till and I would have been... And here's the thing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing well, you washed that. it, it's clean. Exactly. It's if clean. you've had a kid, you've had all sorts of shit and you've washed it out. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So I used a towel once. I used a sock when I was younger. And uh, here's the other thing. Hold, hold on, we're talking about no wanking, it's doing a shite here. No, it's doing a shite, aye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I only used one sock and I, it felt weird walking home with one sock on. So I just took the other sock off and threw it away. No, you should have kept that for another emergency. Emergency <laughs> <laughs> wank sock. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to hang. I've never uh, go back to Steve. I've never wiped my ass with a poly bag, and I've never wiped my ass with a slice of bread. Um, so I don't know if you have, but um, you know, listen, see things like this. I think sometimes we get we get too caught up in it. Going, I can't believe you've done that. Listen, we're all human, man. We all do shades. We all get needs. Up. Mate, it's the Matrix, man. Nothing's real. Whatever. Ma, ma, the weirdest thing, and it's not a weird thing. I mean, it's just gone back to nature. When we were young, I'm growing up in the fucking shire, playing up the woods or whatever. There was always that thing where it was only a shite that could break the fucking the fun. As in, if you had to go and leave everybody to go and do a shite, so you had to shite outside. So you could <laughs> do it did, and but... still continue with a with a patter. No. Um, so no way. Quite often. You would just go, you're in the woods or up the country or whatever, so you do a shite and you'd wipe your ass with a thing called a doking leaf. Now, I don't even know if that's a real name yet. Because I try to, because a dock leaf, because you'd also, if you get stung with nettles, you'd rub it with that big leaf and it helped, right? So, yep. the big leaf, big green leaf, wipe your ass with that, right? But what was, what's always funny is you're so glad that you know the person doing a shite because you know that person's got to do a shite and wipe it with a doking leaf. So, then what you would do is you would go and catch them doing a shite. Mad shite and kick the moor or do some kind of mad shit to make their shite even more harder. Shite on him. I look at him shite and you get nicknames shitey or whatever. <laughs> but, so a doking leaf would be the go-to. 
But I think I've used I think I've used things like magazines in the house even when I was like single and how been like you, fucking. How can you get a good white with a magazine? You can't. It's, it's very it's sore. shiny. So it would just Aye, slip off. Because you're just going. It's the only thing I can use. I'm not using a good towel. So you'd pick up like fucking like I'd, I'd have like magazines in the bathroom and that anyway. You know, I'd like to say synthesizer magazines, but it was Scud mags or maybe like trashy heat magazine. That's how I think we need things like. Loaded. I wish we grew up with like B days or like bum guns when you just fucking blast your ass. I told you about that, the one that I had in fucking Dubai and Abu Dhabi, didn't I? When I turned it on, man, it fucking fired between my legs. Aye, all sorts of madness. Just and then controls. I was pure scared, man. And then like, I had to just have it on like a wee trickle and then turn it up to be a woo. Can I blow your mind? Gladly. I only, I remember we spoke about this, I only found out about that. The way you sit to a, with a B day is you're facing the wall. You don't actually sit with your ass facing the taps. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> so traditionally, I would always thought you sat in a B day the way you sit in a toilet. You don't. Mate, you I sit, used to. I used to you sit facing the wall. What a bad naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, see the first time I used a B day was in America, right? And. Uh, I Day. thought you I thought you filled it like a bird bath and then dunked your ass in it like a tea bath. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which I get, I totally get. I, I think right. I fucking went through that so, at all. I filled, I filled it up with water. Running up your bath right. with your ass cheeks. <laughs> and then like straddled it and then dunked my ass in like a tea bag thinking the water would wash it all away. So I did that and then see when I put my trousers on, I was like, you know when you get an itchy arsehole because it's not clean? I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then one wipe, I was like, I look at the beady going, you're lying, bro. Bastard man's a fucking riot up there. But that's how I thought it worked. You filled it like a bird bath and then you dunked your ass in like a tea bath. I first thought it was for washing your feet. The first time <laughs> I've ever seen it. Everybody I thought genuinely that. did. I thought, <laughs> fucking hell, they French are right sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> they were going like, am I going to wash my clothes in there? What the fuck is that? Aye, washing your feet. I thought it was a washing feet as well. Uh, that's, no, that's what I done the first time. Filled up like a bird bath and then dunked my ass in it. But I'll be honest with you, I've been using paper that long. A day. It's just too much hard work. You know, when you can get the same you, results with like a wet wipe or something like that, if you want it to go down that road. But then you need, surely you need to dry your arse after it, innit? Aye, well, that's it. This is the thing I don't like, I know. You've always got the towel then at the B-Day that you know that dries arses. <laughs> and that's all right when it's like you or your missus. But could you imagine going into somebody's house? Hey, can I use your toilet, uh, Franco? Hey, no problem. And then you go, right... Hold on, is she in these my BD and all and my ass rag? My ass so is Franco, <laughs> Franco wiped his ass on my BD till I don't think a BD hangs for guests, definitely no. No, not unless they've got their own toilet. Unless, can you also How imagine? Would guests come with you just with their own toilet? No, what like maybe maybe you get two toilets in your house, like once for oh. you, once for guests. You know what I mean, <laughs> your guests came with your fucking portal. Imagine turning up, it's like, all right, I've got my BD. Imagine walking into the bathroom and somebody's sitting in the beanie that hang me around or facing the wall, you'd be like, you'd think they're fucking, it's the Matrix. Sorry, I'm not, it's not a punishment. But no, that's the thing, you do, you sit, you straggle it facing the taps, so you've got the turning on to the taps. Or am I wrong? I don't know, mate. I don't I think know. there must be a way. Like I say, see, I just filled it with water and dunked my arse in it. And then and the one that I used in Abu Dhabi had a hose and you fucking, like blasted right in your cheeks do you know what the, um, in Abu Dhabi especially and in other parts of Asia Abu Dhabi is like fucking you know the, the statistics that they use uh, B-Days is through the roof ah, yes, because they, see A, Asia don't like B-Days but see in Abu Dhabi Abu Dhabi do 
Can't you believe you? I just look at you. I should have known, man. You could barely, you could barely get that out without laughing at your own joke. I can see it in the distance when I was trying to get it. I know. Like, uh, because the thing is, in Asia, I'm like, what's he talking about Asia? In Asia, they don't. But, uh, but, but Abu Dhabi do. Such a fucking child, man. Listen, and you thought it was just Scott who was a funny man. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, then, uh, Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> there's, a, there's a comedian called Gavin Webster, uh, mm. a Geordie guy who's fucking amazing, man. And uh, <laughs> he does things. There's a bit in his show where he's talking about people ask him if he's a fan of art. You're a fan of art? You're a fan of art, Gavin? He says, I uh, I enjoy the pictures of the dog playing snooker. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, and then the next one is, Are you a fan of the pastiche? Are you a fan of pastiche? <laughs> he went, Oh, well, I enjoy our sausage roll. <laughs> but he does a bit about gigging over there in, in, the, in the Emirates and he says uh, so the first night we were in Mananima Mananima and then the next day was the, the second night was in do, 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 do. and then back to Mananima <laughs> for three nights Mananima Mananima and, and then he goes I'm, I'm going to finish it and the final night was in do 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 <laughs> First night we did in Manama, and then and then we went down to do, 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 and then back up to Manama. <laughs> I'm gonna finish it. Do, 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 do. You know what? There'll no be a long force fucking some cunt tries to cancel the jokes because they're a bit fucking. Oh, you can't do that. Oh. I was watching. Listen, I know we're running out of time here, but I was watching some mad thing, and they were saying the Flintstones was out of order because it was about animal exploitation. You know how like the, he's underneath the sink; it's a dinosaur eating the garbage, and I was going, <laughs> really? Is that where we're fucking going with that? I mean, animal exploitation in the Flintstones. It's a fucking cartoon. <sighs> and I watched Lim- Falling Down last night with Michael Douglas. The Matrix. Falling Down's brilliant. Oh, amazing! I watched. I watched that again. I've been doing kind of what you've been doing. I've been going back to classics because I just know that's what to watch. You know, it's going and to get a good film. How, how uh, often now do you find yourself watching an old film going, "God, there's nobody did get away with that now." That's shocking. That Falling Down is really cleverly done because. <sighs> You go, I get it, man, he's snapped. Then you go, wait a minute, this guy's fucking got a mental illness. Then you go, what did he date his wife in the past? Mm-hmm. Is he a bad guy? And then you kind of actually, well, I kind of felt, I don't like this guy. And then at the end, of it, when he just goes to the cop, I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And you, and then he pretends he's got the gun so the cop will shoot him because he then realises I've done too much wrong. He's like, oh no, this is the Matrix. This is real. Oh shit. No. Well, what, I, what made me laugh, and I thought they shouldn't have done it because that wasted it for me. I don't know if you remember. So at the end of it, he pulls out the water pistol. The cop shoots him. Before he falls out, he fires a water pistol. And he's <laughs> got a water pistol. I think there's fucking no need for that. We get it. It's Jack, I think he would have been a bit. See if he hadn't done all the Mad Shaggy movies, he probably would have been a. He's a great actor. He just went he's a great work, actor. He's a great producer, and the scripts that he has took for books to films is fucking frightening. Aye. That's where my respect for him comes. Not so much as an actor, I like some films that he's in. It's, it's odd because Fallen Down, he's pretty stacked in his helmet. He's not fucking. Aye. I want a McMuffin. I want a McMuffin. And he's like, what, Sue, Richard? I don't even know you. I'm calling you to be your first name. I just want a fucking hamburger. <laughs> Oh, anyway, get it watched, man. Right, episode 114 in the bag, and I want to say one thing before we go. Free Nelson Mandela. Obviously. 
I mean, that goes without being said. But I want to do a, a plea to the uh, hashtag heroes and to the, the council scumbags that are listening. If you've not yet joined the heroes and signed up to the Patreon, please do consider it. You can sign up for as little as $5. It's £4.50 a month. And you can access every single episode of the podcast plus all the extra content. We would love you to join us and grow the hashtag army. But let me do, and let me say one thing that everyone can do. I have been looking at the... No, I never normally... I don't normally take this stuff serious at all, right? And I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the chart positions for podcasts in the UK, right? And I, I never I never take it serious. And oh, I these thought, emails we get and all that kind of stuff. I, but you know right? what, mate? I've looked at it and it's actually it's actually true because I, you, when you send me the emails, I think this is bullshit, but it's no, it's actually real, um, which is mad. So I don't buy into all this stuff, but I'm trying to make a change and I'm trying to say, do you know what? Maybe you need to play the game a wee bit if we're going to move up. So, according to Chartable, which is the podcast charts for the uh, the UK, in the Apple podcasts, in the stand-up category for Great Britain, the hashtag show is currently number 10, which is insane. That's a fucking great achievement, isn't it? A huge, mate, huge achievement. Uh, the Gargo number one, Theo Vaughn, who's a huge American comic, is number two. Uh, Rice Domitio number three um, Reese James is at four blah 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 and then the hashtag show at ten which if you're not I mean you're obviously you're a fan of the show if you're listening but to give you a wee bit of insight the, the, the very first one is one of the biggest podcasts in the world the second one is one of the biggest American comics this time Theo Vaughn three, four, five and six uh, I know of them and all of them have got huge marketing we've got nothing other than the love and support of you guys who has got us into the top 10 of stand-up podcasts in the UK, which is amazing. So, I ask you of this. Please share the podcast this week. Once you've listened to it, put it in your social media. Ask people to listen. Encourage people to listen. Subscribe. Give us a wee comment if you haven't already and leave a review if you can. We want to try and move up that chart because if anything, it would be great to get top five, but we also a good kicking the balls to the industry as well because the podcast has come in there with uh, nothing other than the support and love of you guys and somehow we've made it in the top 10 which is amazing so thank you to everybody who's got us there but please this week if you can make sure you share it and make sure you subscribe and let's get us moving up that fucking chart man there's a thing even like just your wee comments on Podbean or iTunes you know whatever you want to write great show fucking Mal so handsome whatever Scott's just I could look at him all day whatever you want they all help didn't you just like me reviews comments Aye, it's, it's odd because again every, everything's algorithms now you know it's all the matrix it's the algorithm but it does seem to be that the number of downloads in the week so obviously the charts are every week so the number of downloads in that week and the number of reviews new reviews that you get so the reviews are quite low because we don't get many new reviews um, so I suppose this week Please do share it on your social media pages. Share the links. And if you haven't, jump on iTunes and leave us a wee five-star review if you can. Is this going out to the Hero Extras or is this going out to the Council? This is going out to everybody, this episode. This is going out to everybody. But how long is it? Uh, it's it's over an hour, but it'll go out to everyone. How can we get that on Instagram? Video hang then? Uh, Instagram, we can only ever put an hour on Instagram. But the full video will be on YouTube and the full video is going to, the full audio is going out to, the, uh, to everybody. So we're not doing... The two episodes then? No for this episode? one, no. No for this one. Because we forgot. No, no, this is just this is going to everybody. But I thought we'd done an hour for 
Cool so, and then the bonus full episode for Hero. Uh, but this one's just going to everybody. Right. This week. Because <laughs> I was like, where are we in this episode? Is this a- I know, we're, we're way past it, but we're nowhere in this right. one. We never done a wee pre-production need- to sort no, that out at the I, start. And we need, we need console listeners to help us move up that damn chart. So get sharing, man. And listen, I know that, you know, times are tough. Believe us, both of us know that. And if you cannot become a patron or you, you enjoy the council episode, that's fine. But all we'd ask generally, if everyone could share the show this week, try and encourage people to listen, it would certainly help us. We want to make sure we stay in that in that chart moving up. Moving on up there would be fantastic. I, I mean, <clears throat> just to reiterate what Scott said, you've been fucking listening to the show for about six years. <laughs> at least you can do is share it. Leave a wee comment saying you enjoy the show. Don't just fucking switch off the minute we go into our fucking help us out rant at the end and go like I'll just listen in a couple of weeks time fuck you get us something back help us out thank you for listening help it it's your fucking matrix man <laughs> right that's it subscribe share listen leave us a review and we'll see where we stand in the charts uh, next week but until then that's it uh, share the show you know listen to, listen to the podcast listen to everyone else's podcast listen to my podcast listen to Mal's podcast I fucking okay. lost about fucking six amazing episodes of my podcast and the hard drive crash oh, with yeah. guests that I've fucking done interviews with. Gutted, man. Just need to do them again, mate. Just need to do them again. Nah, you, can, you can never kindle that magic, Scott. Uh, wait, you know, wait, not wait. like we do every week, you know. I know, I know. So, uh, yes, that's it. Episode 114 in the bag. We will be back next week for a hero episode. And, uh, yes, share it, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Become a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show. Any questions, get in touch. That's it. All the best. See you later. That's it. Say bye. Bye bye. <laughs> 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 It's a double beanie day, mate. Double beanie. A oh, beanie, beanie. Bob, Bob, Bob the beanie. Beanie, beanie. Oh. So, I saw you look like uh, Alice Morissette, and I thought, I have some of that. What, what episode is this? This is 114, Scott, you know. And this is uh, Council. All right, so let's wrap it up. It's great. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Take care. All the best now. Have you, I've got I've got the Facebook page up here. Uh, there's some questions on that already. Uh, I I don't know. Be quick, quick run on the three things. So we should have a couple of. Aye. Uh, right, we just we just fire in and. Aye, uh, let's just go. Let's just get it started. Have you got some? I've got one. I've got one, something to talk about you. Anyway, I want to talk to you about that documentary. I don't. Oh, I'm just getting even more pictures of fucking hot birds getting sent to his man. What is this all about? <laughs>